Today's podcast session is supported by Uphill. So if you ask a therapist who's doing clinical work what the bane of their existence is, usually progress notes are in the top one to two. I'm not naming any names, but when I was doing clinical work, I remember I had several colleagues who would get so backed up on clinical notes, so they would end up spending their nights and weekends trying just to catch up. Honestly, who wants to do that? And this is where Appeal comes in. Appeal is AI-powered case notes. Now, I know for many of us, when we hear the word AI, we're, there's like a natural skepticism. And honestly, I had that skepticism as well until I got to meet with the Appeal team and learn about some of the many ways that they are doing this in a way that is HIPAA compliant and also doesn't sell data to anyone and also protects our clients as well. You can learn more about Uphill and the awesome work that they're doing in the world uh, by going to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Uphill. And Uphill is uh, spelled U-P and then H-E-A-L, all one word. And at checkout, be sure to enter the promo code COUCH25, C-O-U-C-H, and the number 25 to get 25% off your Uphill plan for the first two months. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 305 of Selling the Couch. I hope that you're doing awesome and uh, having a good day. I'm actually recording this in late February and uh, things are starting to warm up here in Philadelphia. I've just been excited and anxiously awaiting spring weather. Spring has to be my favorite time of the year. Although I really do like fall, both of those kind of shoulder seasons have just, I I love that time of the year, especially as things transition. We have this like local park that we go to, but they're only open. They're not open during the winter months. So like, we're really looking forward to it opening back up in April and just being able to enjoy being outside a lot more. And I hope that you are doing well. Yeah. And taking good care of yourself, especially as we continue to get used to this new normal. So today's podcast is about building in public. And this concept I had actually never even heard of until I would say maybe like November of of last year. So just a few months. And when I first heard it, I mean, the you can guess what it what it exactly is. But the whole concept refers to as business owners, how do we build our products and services in public on social media so that folks are coming alongside of us and enjoying the journey and, and the process of us creating it? Now, I know for many of us, <laughs> this is something I struggle with, which is I hear building in public and I'm like, nope, I ain't doing that just because <laughs> I would rather show the finished product as opposed to the the messiness of building anything, right? Because we all know uh, if we built anything, which is, I think is all of us, that things are never smooth. There's tech hiccups, there's all sorts of things, right? And But I think there's something so powerful that's building in public. My guest today is Kavan Shun. Kavan is a friend that I connected with in Maven, and we've just really hit it off. Kavan lives out in Hong Kong. And uh, he was so gracious. I don't even know what time it is when we're recording this, but like it's pretty late at night. And Kavan was just so gracious to 
to come on and do a podcast. And I wanted to have him on because I feel like he builds in public unbelievably well on Twitter. And I've learned a lot from him. I actually went through his Build in Public Mastery cohort last winter, uh, this past winter, and I just learned so much. And it's a big reason why I decided to branch out and and get on Twitter as well, Uh, just because Twitter is such a wonderful medium to be able to do this, because there's so many eyes that are sort of watching, and it's just, it's fascinating. Hey friends, we are on sabbatical from the STC podcast. This is my first sabbatical in seven years, but we will be back in April with brand new episodes of the STC podcast. In the meantime, there are a lot of things happening still with STC. Uh, Among them is a brand new workshop that we put together for you that you can sign up at a date and time that works for you. If you are a successful private practitioner and interested in launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. So we're going to talk about this whole concept of building in public and what exactly this means and why it's important for us as business owners. And then we're going to wrap up with Kavan sharing his fuel framework This framework actually has been something I keep coming back to over and over. It's the method that I use to create a lot of social media posts. Not all of them, but like a lot of posts. I'm big on like having templates and a structure and stuff like that. So he's going to share the exact structure that he uses. And then uh, I ask a couple of different like questions related to the structure that I think you're going to find really helpful. So we'll get right to today's conversation. Here's my conversation with Kavan Shun from publiclab.co and buildinpublicmastery.com. Hey, Kavan, welcome to Selling the Couch. Hey, Melvin, thanks for having me here. Excited. Man, I'm uh, one, I think before we even jump in, I'm so grateful for you. You are such a wonderful friend first, and then it's crazy. We haven't even known each other for a long time. It's only been a couple of months. We met through Maven, right? And... It's just nice when you meet somebody and you connect really well with them. And I think more than that, like you've really helped me to be brave. And this whole concept we're talking about of building in public, I can do this really well in a private Facebook group, (laughs) but trying to do it on Twitter was a whole other thing. And then you just have been so encouraging and I'm just super thankful for you before we even jump into the conversation. I just wanted to share that. Yeah, same here. I think you, you have it in you. I just need to give you a little push. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, well, that's that's part of being a great teacher, right? And we're talking about this concept of building in public. And I think if you're sort of in the sort of in the tech space or the indie hacker space, like that 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 word may be common, but for someone that's not in that space, i.e., like me, what exactly is build in public? Yeah, I think the first thing that we need to know is we're tired of marketing. Like we're always building our things and only put it out when it's perfect. But a lot of us, we are, you know, 2022 now, and we're just sick of listening to all these fluffy, perfect marketing stories. So building public essentially is if you're an entrepreneur, you're building a business, a product or a project, and you're sharing your journey ups and downs through the journey. And along the way, you put out like lesson learned, the mistakes, the struggles, and people can take part and actually follow your journey. So 
while you do that、uh, over a long period of time, you will realize that actually a lot of people want to listen to your journey, and the more they listen to you, the more invested they are. So essentially, you're building a very successful business with people in mind, and you're building a tons of connections. So even though A lot of these people might not buy from you later on, but they're there to cheer for you. They're there to support you, and this is important, as we know in business. Yeah, I mean, it's、uh, there's a great phrase: your network determines your net worth, right? And, <laughs> and, I, and I feel like this whole concept of building public is that way because the thing I kept thinking when you were speaking is you're essentially creating this like group of super fans, right? And ambassadors for your brand. So whether, yeah, like you said, whether they actually end up purchasing or not, they, you know, at minimum are sort of like cheering you on on social media, or they might be sharing with a friend who's actually interested in your product or service, right? So it's this like, and I think for 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 therapists, right? I think this build in public concept actually resonates for a lot of us, and I think it's actually something I imagine. Most of us are really good at because we are good at vulnerability. We're good at like showing the imperfect sides of ourselves. This is what we do in therapy, right? And I feel like that skill set is is just it's already there, like like you said earlier, right? And I think it's just a matter of getting the tools and sort of the. I think at least for me, it was the next level mindset to be like, hey, it's okay to be flawed. And and show up in that way, you know. Yeah, totally. And I also want to mention that, like, if you're building a new product, this is a really good way to involve the people in the building process. Because you know, we entrepreneurs, we always build the wrong things that no one wants. <laughs> and there's because we need to do research and validation. But if you have people around you, why not build it with them? Even like the research phase, the pricing, and then when you launch, they're already there. So at least someone will buy it, and that's the new way of like building products. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's a great way of putting it because I've seen this a lot. I've done this right, which is you get a product idea, you go into like your I call it like the the lab, right, where you create some, where you create that thing, you tweak it. But you let very few people know about it, right? And then when it finally goes live, you're like, "Hey, everyone! I've been working on this for nine months, and here it is." And and it and a lot of times it can just be crickets, right? Of like, wait, what is this? Like, who is this? Like, people can be excited, but I don't think they have that sort of depth of connection. I think that's what building in public is. There's a a deeper connection one feels to you and 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 your business and your brand. Yeah, and the reason they don't have that depth is because it's just one seeing it one time. Like、mm -hmm. we need to see it over and over again to know that this entrepreneur is serious. This product is serious. Like when I first started out, I was writing a guide in public, and it was just nine chapters, but it took me two months. And I think that was the major reason why people took me seriously. Is like this guy actually spent two months writing. An ebook? What the hell? <laughs> I don't know if I can say this on your podcast, but yeah. But they know this is gonna be good because I take my time,、yeah. and the trust is there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember looking at some of those early tweets. I mean, this was before you and I connected, and and you shared some of those early tweets too, right? Like going through the with the building public mastery course, and 
I was like, dang, it's crazy. I would have been so terrified like to do that. But yeah, I mean, and you said like the first couple of times, like very few people responded. And then as you keep sort of publishing, right, there's, and giving status updates, there is this connection. They're like, oh, Kavan's serious about this, you know? Yeah, and each time I post, I might only attract like two or three people. But then if we think about it, if we zoom out to like, a time of months or even years, then that's a lot of people if you can do this for like two or three years. I think that's a, a great like life and just general business lesson, right? Like if this power of zooming in and out, right? Like it's so easy in the moment, right? Why why am I doing this thing right now, today? And how will it will I get the ROI? But I think so much of this is consistency right and just showing up repeatedly and it's those incremental gains that that gain that lead to something way bigger over time i wanted to shift a little bit and uh just ask you for a couple of kind of practical tips so i asked you to share this before and uh because this framework of building in public actually before we get there this is something i struggled with which is is there like a social media platform that you're supposed to build in public on? Or can you do this like on a blog post? Can you do this like through like, I don't know, um, like an email list, right? So I'm kind of curious about that. This is actually a really good question because building public is not something an average person would know how to define, right? So over time, I've heard a lot of definitions. And honestly, my definition is that if you're transparent about your journey, whether you share it daily or you share it annually, I still see you as a public builder. So that is one thing. The other thing is we have to build in public in front of our target audience. Like if you're only sharing in front of your family and friends, but your target audience is like therapists, that's not gonna be helpful because they cannot relate. So choosing which platform to build in public on i think it really depends on where your audience is whether it's facebook twitter instagram it doesn't really matter how you do it and where it is the essence of it is just be transparent and build that connection and trust with people yeah i mean it, i'm glad you said that because like i think i told you this but you know we're starting this online income mastermind and and by the time this episode goes live it, it will have already started but you know we'll have launches here in the future. Uh, but one of the things I've been doing is like posting these weekly sort of build in public status updates, right? And I kind of said, this is what I worked on this week. This is the stuff that didn't work <laughs> that I thought was going to work. This is like the lesson I learned. This is like a favorite quote, a favorite like quote that was guiding me this week. And then I wrap it up with saying, like, this was my mental health, like on a scale of one to 10. Uh, while doing this. And that's been really interesting. Like, because, I mean, I literally got this message the other day and they were like, you know, hey, Mel, like, I'm not, I'm not a quite at a level where I, I can invest in this, but like, I'm cheering you on, you know, like, I want this to be so wildly successful for you. And I've, I don't know, it, it was so, it was terrifying to do that, but it was so, I don't know. It was so encouraging to get a message like that, right? Because you put something out there and then it's like, man, you know? 
This is so interesting. So essentially, you're building in public, but in a closed environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> that yeah. reminds me of my community where I ran last year, and I was also doing the same. Each month, I'll give them updates of like what we're going to do this month, what we didn't do, and blah blah blah, and all the learnings. And people just appreciate that so much. I think there's something about behind the scenes that. Yeah, build a lot of trust, and I think if we just look at Netflix, this is why there are so many behind-the-scenes movies. <laughs> yeah, there's a curiosity factor, and then it's curiosity plus when there's curiosity, and then there's this behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, it's like a natural sort of thing, especially if you connect with the person for them, for you to become like a fan of them. You're like you're cheering for them, and you want them to succeed. You know. I, so I've been doing it in the closed Facebook group, but I haven't done it on Twitter because I'm like, is there longer? And I'm like, do I turn this into a thread? Like, what do I do? <laughs> you know? And so I, I haven't quite figured that out yet, but it's been neat just trying to figure it out. One of just shifting a little bit, one of the things that you taught me was there's actually a framework or like a template that you can use for a lot of these build in public posts. And you call it the fuel framework. And I was wondering if you could kind of dive a little deeper into that. Yeah, sure. So what I have seen on, especially Twitter, is that a lot of people like to tweet wisdom. You know, consistency is key. And then, okay, so what? <laughs> and when it comes to building public, I don't think the wisdom matters that much. It's all about telling your own story. It has to be what you personally experience. Present, past, future doesn't really matter.、Um, so I. Essentially, come down to this framework that has helped me a lot, and I start seeing actually people use it as well. It's called a fuel framework, F U E L. And let me break it down for you. F stands for facts. So essentially, building public right is has to be real things. So you can use like numbers, quotes. You can tell a story of what actually happened. You can grab a screenshot of whatever like. Your email sent or your conversation, and these are all fact. Like you cannot make it up. So that's part number one. And you stand for unfold. So it essentially means the first line of your tweet. And this is magical because if you don't get their attention in the first two seconds, they're not going to read your story. So it has to be good and interesting. And then E stands for emotion. So I think a lot of people actually miss this part when they're writing tweets. They're like talking like a robot, and I think because they imagine themselves standing on stage talking to a, an auditorium of people, and so they don't want to show emotions because they thought like, "Oh, I have to be cool," you know.、Um, but the real good storyteller would say, "Add the emotions." Like it can be scared, excited, disgust, saddened, fueled, anger, love. This type of emotions. But it it doesn't limit to these sevens. Like I can already think of disappointed or discouraged.、Uh, when you add emotions, right? People can actually see the story in reality. Like, oh wow, this is the down, this is the up, this is the climax, and they they feel much more connected to you. And to wrap this up is the L learnings. So I like to tell people that. No one really cares about what you share about your journey. Honestly, no one cares in the beginning. Okay, when they don't know about you. 
So the only thing they care is can they learn something from you. So when you tell your story, make sure you wrap it up with a lesson learned, so that like Melvin tell a story, Kavon learn something. I'm a fan of Melvin now. So because people crave new perspective. So if you wrap it up your story with these four different elements, it is guaranteed to be a good story, and it's guaranteed to trigger some reactions from people. And from the sound of it, it sounds like four elements is a lot, right? But no, you can actually write like a four to six line story and have all of them. So it can be a short one. So this is what I usually use to to tell my story. But but not every tweet because when you overdo it, people can see it and it is not interesting anymore. Yeah. So I mean, as as with most things, like I think it's good to like intersperse it through, right? And what's really interesting, and, and I wanted to like you know. For, you, for those of you guys that are listening, I suspect this fuel framework actually may come naturally to you because it kind of, I had never heard of fuel before, but then I realized I was writing a lot of stuff in fuel, right? Like I was sharing like something that happened. I was sharing something that like a first sentence that sort of captured attention, what I, the emotions that were underlying it. And then, you know, the one to three lessons that I learned. That was like the natural framework I had naturally followed, but it was cool to hear it in this. Um, I did want to ask you like a really nerdy question. So, well, a couple of things. But Melvin, you know why you haven't heard of this framework? Why? Because I made it up and it goes into my course. <laughs> 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 nice. It's not out there. It's not in public. <laughs> yes, nice, nice. Well, thank you for gifting us a little, little, uh, little teaser of the course. And uh, uh, yeah, it's... It's been so eye-opening, I think, to operate from this, right? Like, I wanted to ask you, so a couple of things. So you said fuel is, again, facts unfold emotions and learnings. So again, not to put you on the spot, but, and I can even brainstorm some of this with you, but like the unfold part, can you speak a little bit about that? Because you said the first line should sort of grab attention. So is there any sort of like templates or best practices, like, you know, because you, I think the struggle I always have is like, I don't want to come across as like, like, I don't know if spammy is the right word, but like almost like clickbait, clickbaity or emotionally manipulative or anything like that. Right. Um, so I guess, how do you, can you give us some examples or any ways to even think about this unfold sentence? Yeah. So, um, this is actually like copywriting, right? What, what you want to do is you don't want to lie. You don't want to, write some words that don't connect to your story. So clickbait is really just using something else to get your interest. Like, you know, uh, using a cute animal photo on Instagram story. And then now you're like, oh, so cute. And then at the bottom, it write a message to tell you like, oh, you should eat more vegetables, something like that. That's clickbait. But when you're telling your story, you don't have to do it like that. Um, You can... Essentially, what you want to do is write things that trigger a curiosity so that they would read the second line. Like people say the first line's job is to read the second line. No, 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 sorry. People say the first line's job is to get them to the second line. And the second line's job is to get them to the third line. So you can think of it as like leaving a bit of ambiguity, but also relate to the topic. Let me think of an example now. Okay, quite an easy one, right? You can say, this morning, I had a shock. 
And then you can put the real shock at the second line. So when people first read this, they will be like, "What? What shock? What? What? What's what's the matter with you? What realization have you had?" So that piques some,、um, that triggers some curiosity. And、yeah. then usually when they want to read the second line, they are invested in your story, so they would at least finish it. Yeah, it's so interesting because I'm I'm like thinking about this example what you just shared. So I, you know, I've been writing more Twitter threads, as you know, and one of my threads from a month ago,、uh, it, it, I mean, at this point, I think it's almost at like maybe fifty-five, fifty-three, fifty-five thousand impressions or something like that. But this thread I wrote, the first line was, it was something like, "Until twenty nineteen, I had spent zero dollars on studio lighting, right?" And I spent like a lot of time on that first tweet because. And then I sort of contrasted. I said, you know, since then I've spent over four thousand dollars on courses, gear, and coaching to learn this. And then it was, here are the five things that I learned for free, or something, you know. And that was, I don't know, it, it was cool because it definitely did not start out that way, like that writing, that content. But it was cool to like see, like, I mean, I got like really nice messages of like, that's so cool that you spent this. And then, like. And then from a third person, I'm like, oh, that is really interesting, right? Like, what did he learn, you know, from spending that kind of money, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's why it's so. That's why people put like numbers in their tweet because when you have a big number and then you say you do this over a long period of time, they feel like once they read your story, they will learn your 12 months lesson. It's like a crash course, and it's so worth it because it's free. So there's some magic to this. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the unfold, and and again, sort of, you said the big key thing with that is write the first line with the intent of getting someone to read the second line, and then the second line to for someone to read the third line, right? And and then I wanted to, and then the emotions that make sense. Well, actually, let me ask on that. Again, silly question: Is it? Are you supposed to share like multiple emotions, or stick to like a one core emotion, like? You know, I felt really scared, or you know, or I would say stick to one. Okay, because you're we're not doing a movie, so we don't need to like go ups and down, ups and downs. Just, like it should be quite straightforward. I'm discouraged by this, but now I realize this, so I'm much better off, and this is the lesson. So it shouldn't have too many twists. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. So I guess. Sort of succinct, but then also something that people can just connect with, but then not like get stuck on. I guess is sort of the best way to put it, right? Like, wait, he's confused. He's sad. He's con- you know, like what's going on here, right? Yeah.、Um, if you think about it, like movie, especially in movie theater, you're stuck there. So no matter what you do, people have to follow the story. But on Twitter. If you make all these twists, people lose interest. They are moved on to like from Melvin's tweet to Kavon's tweet, and you don't want that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And then that last part is called learnings. And are you supposed to share like this was my one takeaway, or do you like go like these are my three takeaways? Like, is there an upper limit to this thing, or is it best to like keep it simple? I would say. Three to five is generally good. I would say three. Yeah, let's stick to three because one is like quite limiting, and five is like, oh my god, like that must be a long story. So three is like the perfect size. But、um, of course, 
there's no definite answer. So if you only have two, if you only have one, just do it. And the key is to know that actually there are a ton of people behind you who can learn your lesson. So I know a lot of people who are new to this, they feel like, hmm, who am I to teach people something? Like, oh, don't they already know this? And the, the truth is there are always people behind you. So as long as you focus on the group that, behi- that are behind you, you're fine. Like the people in front of you, eh, they don't worry too much about them for now. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that. I I think I, I've had this image and I mentioned this on a, like a recent episode where think of it like the rungs of a ladder. So somebody might be on like step three of this ladder, right? And they're probably so worried about the people on step four or five. But the thing you have to remember is you're actually just teaching the people in step one and two, right, of the ladder. Yeah, totally. Um, um, Kavan, I'm I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful for our friendship. You've got a lot of stuff going on. You actually teach this concept of building in public. I actually was a part of Kavan's live cohort uh, late last year. And I think it just, the main reason I joined was because I, I feel like as like builders and creators, like, and business owners, I feel like building things in public is such a powerful like it's it's a superpower and i wanted to learn how to do this well so i was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about the course and uh and what you teach in it and uh and where we can learn more about it yeah sure so melvin i have to be honest with you when i first taught build in public i basically tell my students hey just open up yourself and be authentic and be transparent so yeah but okay Of course, over time, the course evolved, and now I'm able to break down the whole building public concept into six pillars. And essentially, you can also think of it as an audience building course, because I'm going to walk you through like, how do you overcome social media fear? How do you capture stories? How do you document your journey? How do you put out these stories, like the fuel framework we just talked about? And how do you interact with people and build relationships? So it's like, a crash course on basically things you do online with people. Yeah. And especially building public. So yeah, this is after I have taught like about a hundred entrepreneurs, I've finally come down to six key pillars. And for those who are interested to find out more, the website is buildingpublicmastery.com and then they can check out more. But I also have a different website, publiclab.co, which is essentially the brand where, or, or you can say the place because it's public lab for people to read all about this for free and just start experimenting themselves. Yeah, you've got that. You've got a ton of stuff on that website and the free guide I think was has been like super helpful. I mean, that was, we connected in Maven and then I remember reading that guide and I'm like, man, this is a lot of really good content. And then... um yeah, and then when you offered the course, I was like, yeah, I'm in, you know, and and that's the amazing thing, I think, of doing these like cohort-based courses, right? Because you think like you're doing them and it's about just learning these concepts, which is absolutely true, but it's actually connecting with other people who are doing the thing that you want to do too, right? And doing it together because that's so powerful. I mean, like I said, Twitter and me, like six months ago, I would have been like, nope, I'm not going there. But just the fact that we had our cohort and, you know, I saw Ryan, I saw Mattia, 
right? I, I saw like, I saw them posting um, and I was like, this is awesome, you know? And I want to like jump in, right? Yeah, so I highly recommend the course and uh, Kavan, super grateful for you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Melvin. And I'm excited that you're going to speak in the next cohort for us. So looking forward to that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we, uh, yeah I'm going to be the, uh, the guest sort of uh, person, I think, like just a guest uh, speaker. Guest speaker for, I'm going to be, you know, just sharing some of the stuff that I've learned uh, over these past months of building in public. It's, yeah, it's been quite a journey. And I'm, I'm grateful that you invited me, brother. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey there, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kavan. And especially if you have been thinking about, if you've got like a new product or service coming out for your business and you've been thinking about, you know, how do I market this in a way that doesn't feel like marketing, but almost feels like just being open and honest and transparent. I hope that this conversation has just been really helpful for you. I know this sounds like a really simple concept, the concept of building in public, but I think once you really understand the power of this and where I think like marketing is heading, right? Like I know for many of us, right, we have this sort of fear around marketing, right? Like we don't want to be slimy or sleazy or any of that stuff. And I actually think this build in public concept is the antidote to that. Because we're sharing kind of the ups and downs, the the journey, and just being like fully transparent. And I think it's just something really like very powerful about it. Now, I did want to add one thing that I forgot to mention on the podcast, which is you might be wondering, like, what in the world do I like share all parts of my life and with in this whole build in public concept? And the answer is no. So you sort of you share things that sort of represent your brand, but nothing that would ever sort of compromise safety or that really doesn't sort of make sense with the overall brand. So primarily like, you know, for example, on Twitter, I generally like, I don't post pictures of my family or anything like that, but I will kind of share anecdotal things. And then I will also share, primarily it's like related to products and services and podcast interviews and all of that kind of stuff. And so I think there's just, you know, and and then this is the other thing I wanted to uh, mention. Build in public, even at a meta level, when you're first starting out, it feels a little bit clunky and you're kind of like, wait, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to share? What am I not supposed to share? Do I implement this fuel framework or do I not use it for this one? And I want you to know, like, all of that is really normal. It's stuff that I'm so early on in this build in public journey and it's stuff that I'm going through and dealing with. And I think the real key thing is just to take it like one step at a time and almost see the building public journey as as your own experiment. And I think for us as clinicians, I think because vulnerability is many of our superpowers, I think this concept actually comes really natural. So one thing I would imagine or one thing I would really encourage you to do, what I would love for you to do is like take out like a, your phone or take out a notepad and write down one product or service that you want to build in public, right? And then share with me on Twitter. Let me know. Uh, tag me on Twitter. I'm definitely like happy to support you. Uh, my Twitter handle is mvarghese5. And so it's twitter.com forward slash mvarghese5, V-A-R-G-H-E-S-E and the number five. And yeah, I would definitely want to hear what you're up to. 
Kavan mentioned he has a free guide as well, uh, which you should hi- I highly recommend checking out to really understand this build-in public concept. And that you can find over at publiclab.co. And if you're in a season, I highly recommend checking out the build-in public mastery course as well. If you go through sellingthecouch.com forward slash build in public mastery, there's actually, I believe there's a discount code there as well. I highly recommend the course. I'm super judicious, as you guys know, when I recommend courses, but this is one of those courses that definitely like helped me think differently about me as an entrepreneur and the journey itself and, and being transparent on that journey. Show notes to today's episode can be actually, we stopped doing formal show notes pages, but they can be found right underneath the episode for, for this episode. So it's uh, episode 305. You just click the info button, you'll find more information. Hey friends, we are on sabbatical from the STC podcast. This is my first sabbatical in seven years, but we will be back in April with brand new episodes of the STC podcast. In the meantime, there are a lot of things happening still with STC. Uh, Among them is a brand new workshop that we put together for you that you can sign up at a date and time that works for you. If you are a successful private practitioner and interested in launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.